Welcome to episode number 90 of the Average Man Podcast, Traveller. Not brought to you by Manscaped, the ball trimmer, because I don't have any sponsors. Uh, But I do use Manscaped, and it is a good product, but they duped me. They did did dupe me a little bit, right? Uh, I just received confirmation email the other day for a new blade, uh, for my Manscaped ball trimmer that I didn't order, man. I just I did not order. I just looked. Uh, I got a, an email binged through, bing, and I was like, "What's that?" Clicked on it. Hey, congratulations on your confirmation for order of a a new ball trimmer blade for your for your Manscaped ball trimmer. I thought uh, I didn't order that, so uh, I've emailed them and haven't heard back from them. And then I've got several follow up emails saying that they've it's on the way. It's in the post. I'm going to get it. It's like twenty two dollars for just for a razor for my Manscaped ball trimmer that I didn't bloody order, mate. Now, look, my balls may thank them, as is their slogan, but my wallet won't because I didn't ask for it, mate. I've only used it. I've had the damn thing for about three months and I've needed to use it about three times, okay? So, Manscaped, my balls aren't that damn hairy. My balls aren't out of control like that, mate. I don't need a new blade every two, every three months at 22 bucks a pop. Thanks very much. One blade would probably last me a whole year and, and more. So, look, great product, not a sponsor. If you do want to sponsor me, hit me up. I'll totally take everything I've said just back, uh, just guaranteed. I'll just completely delete this episode, no, no sweat, not, not at all. So, But they did, they did send me something I didn't order, man. And maybe, maybe when I bought the damn thing, well, I guess, I suppose, when I bought the damn thing, I signed up for some kind of subscription where they send me a new blade every three months. But um, I need to stop that shit because I'm going to have a, a, a bench full of blades from my ball trimmer that I hardly ever use. So, yeah. There you go. I thought it would be a nice little touch bringing it in with a sponsorship that I don't have and then just telling you a real-life story about them. Manscaped. Yeah, watch it. If you're a hairy dude, if you've got, like, ball hairs just coming out the wazoo, go for it, man. They'll send you a new blade every three months and you'll be always sharp and trimmed and ready to go. But for me, a little bit overkill, mate. A little bit overkill. Um, okay. Yeah, let's move on from, from Manscaped. Obviously, they think I've got pubes of steel or something, but let's move on from that. Um, yeah, anyway, that just happened. Um, oh, you know what else happened? Um, I recently started listening to country music. Yep, I know, it's pretty rough, eh? Look, I used to say that I like all music besides country music, um, but I guess now I'd, I just say that I like all music. 
Uh, yeah, I know. I've turned some weird corner and I've been listening to like honky tonk and country and you know a lot of like a lot of real southern kind of blues as well, which is fine, but definitely a lot of country and sort of honky tonk lately, man. Like flat out lately as well, making playlists and just cranking it all day while I'm. Uh, well, I'm well, anytime I'm in my car, I'm listening to, to country and honky tonk playlists, and and um and build my own playlists out of out of the ones that I'm listening to. So you know, I feel what you, I feel, I feel you, and and to be honest, I'm disappointed too. Um, look, but you can't fight the truth, man. Uh, I think I've been chasing this for a while as well. Like I've been looking for like bluegrass playlists and honky tonk playlists, and like different kind of blues playlist without really knowing what I was chasing and then uh, I kind of uh, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks or like a stack of hay that um I think that I've been chasing some some country man and and I've found some playlists and I've been just smashing them sort of straight out um yeah that's the conclusion I've come to I like country ballads specifically so it's kind of embarrassing I mean, I stopped listening to Triple J like six months ago and now I'm listening to country, for fuck's sake. Uh, I didn't even listen to the bloody uh, Hottest 100 the other day. This is Australia Day, by the way. This is a Tuesday afternoon Australia Day uh, podcast special, episode number 90, if I didn't say that at the beginning. And on Saturday, because they don't do the Triple J Hottest 100 on Australia Day anymore because of left-wing bullshit politics, um, they played the Hottest 100 on Saturday. I went around a friend's house just because it was the kind of day, not for the not for the Hottest 100 actually, and we were just swimming in the pool and um, having a drink and a good old time. But, um, you know, we did put the, the Hottest 100 on as a bit of a background thing and I did listen to a, a bunch of songs out of the top 10 and I was just super... Super disappointed, to be honest. Uh, I didn't know any of the crap that, that was being played. Uh, it certainly wasn't my kind of music. Um, you know, I think number one, I don't even remember what it was. It might have been Glass Animals. It was a you know not a bad song, but number two was like uh, Spacey Jane. Just this full, full, hardcore, soft cock, left-wing, like, indie band bullshit. Like, just was disgusting, to be honest. And... Um, I think I put up a post at the time uh, and then later deleted it because you couldn't hear a word I was saying and I realised that I was um, drunk posting, which I don't normally do. So, look, man, um, yeah. Like I said, I stopped listening to Triple J about six months ago and then next minute I'm listening to bloody country playlists and shit. And it's just downright embarrassing. And I'm lucky that most of the guys I grew up with are either dead in jail or moved away from, from where I grew up or I wouldn't be able to show my face around Queen's Rocks when I go back for holidays, mate. I'd, I'd get beaten up listening to that shit. It's fucking embarrassing. But... Like it's not something you can just dive into, you know. So I've been I've been trying to ease them into my dark country playlists with like some backdoor blues songs and then sort of going a bit of honky tonk and then slowly easing them around to the dark side so I can like dodge the stigma of of listening to country by by enlisting my my peers and my wife, you know. That's bloody pathetic, to be honest with you. So that's that's where I'm at in in life, and I guess I'm getting old because yeah, I, I honestly never thought I'd be listening to country, but. I am, and I'm loving it. And like I said, ballads, and there's still some terrible, terrible country out there. Don't get me wrong. We can have a conversation here. There seems to be like a real, a whole genre of country because there's, you know, there's genres within country and then genres within genres. Like it's a big, it's a big genre. 
but there seems to be some genres of country that like kind of uh, almost parody themselves. There's some that definitely do parody themselves, but there seems to be seems to be some mainstream music that, that kind of parodies itself as well, or parodies the genre. And and you know, I'm not into that stuff. It's it's really hard to listen to. But um, yeah, man, I've been listening to. Heaps, and it ranges from like really sort of bluesy, soul-y kind of country, like the guy that brought us in, um, Chris Stapleton with Traveller. Dude's he's he's awesome. Like I um, would have listened to him at any stage of my life, really, if I'd have been introduced to him. He's got some great music. Um, but right through to to like, uh, I mean, Sturgill Simpson. I've been listening to a, to for a little while as well. He does some kind of fringe country rock kind of kind of music. But also, you know, I've been listening to the Dixie Chicks and and uh, I, I guess I don't know the genre well enough at the moment to know, to fully know the names of the big the big hitters in the country, um, um, you know, industry, but some full, full-blown country dudes talking about their cowboy boots and shit like that and like, you know, songs like love songs where they talk about like cowboys and stuff in, in the lyrics, so like some full-blown country country. So I can't just pretend I'm on the fringe, I've got my foot. And my knee and probably right up to my armpits fairly deep in the in the world at the moment so we'll see where this takes me but honestly I have kind of been loving uh, the fact that I've got all this new music and these new artists that opened up to me because anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while will know that I've been looking for me, for new music for a while now and just haven't had a whole lot of luck lately uh, and then a lot of albums that have been coming out haven't been doing it for me. Um, hip-hop's still got some good releases here and there. Uh, not so much Australian hip-hop for me lately. I'm back on the the American hip-hop scene. Like Eminem released an, an album just before Christmas, which gave me a bit of um, entertainment for a while. And there's some guys like Logic and and um, Joyner Lucas. And, and there's some good good artists out there. And, you know, Royster59. And um, there's some guys doing some, some really cool hip-hop still. Um, so I'm enjoying that. But... Nothing that's really, really blown me away and taken me on a massive journey for for a little while now. So to have all these new artists in this whole new genre open up to me, it's kind of been um I'm like a kid in a, in a candy in a, in a candy store at the moment. To be honest, just like when I hear a song I like, sorry, an artist I like, sort of two or three times on a playlist, I'll um because what I've been doing is I start I can't remember exactly where I started. It might have been off of one of the fellows from work. I um, I, I hit up um, I heard a song I think it was from Chris Stapleton that I liked um, him playing on a playlist and then I then asked him about um, what, we, what we were listening to and it was just a like an artist's radio so on Spotify you, you go to an artist um, you write, type in their name and then you can play that artist's radio which is a bunch of songs that they like and that they've picked so I've typed in Chris Stapleton radio and then listened to his his radio playlist and then there's heaps of like-minded uh, musicians on that playlist that then I like start going, oh yeah, okay, this guy, um, Whiskey Myers, they'll pop up a few times and then I'll click on Whiskey Myers and type Whiskey Myers radio and I'll start listening to that radio and then you just kind of go down this rabbit hole unlocking all these new artists and then finding out the ones who who, who seem to have a bit of a um, – who pop up a few times and then you go and listen to their radio and it's just really cool, man, and I really feel like I'm, I'm – just at the start of this journey so I know it's a massive massive genre so I'm assuming there's a lot of music for me to hear so I'm pretty excited about it and it's not all country like I said there's honky tonk there's some other bluesy funky kind of stuff as well Leon Bridges is a guy I've been listening to he's not blues at all but he sometimes somehow is is like side saddled with that with that industry so there's so many subgenres, man and <sighs> I can't believe I'm doing a podcast talking about talking about 
you know my my newfound love for country. But you gotta you gotta be honest, mate. It's it's the truth. So I'm just trying to square up with you guys and and be honest. But anyway, moving right along. Um, how the hell are you guys, man? It is Australia Day, as I mentioned earlier. I did get the day off today, which was great. I probably should have gone to work. There's plenty to do, but you know, sometimes you just need to take these opportunities when they pop up. Um, and I, I think I mentioned that I was at the, uh, a friend's house on Saturday. Um, you know, we, were, we went around there and it was kind of one of those days that, that creep up on you a little bit. I mean, I did go with a bottle of whiskey and stuff to make whiskey sour. So maybe in the back of my head, I knew it was going to kind of roll into a, a decent sized session. But I mean, we got there at one o'clock in the afternoon and I left about three in the morning. Uh, so it did sneak up a little bit, but just had a ball, man. The kids had a ball in the pool and there was just good people, good company around. Um, besides the Triple J Hottest 100, we then put our own music on and had some good music as well. And it was just a good day. Um, but the hangover the next day was the kind that puts you off doing that shit for a while. Um, and I wasn't ready to have a hangover that big this early in the year either. I'm kind of like to come in and be pretty, um, be a bit of a good boy throughout January because you've been naughty over the Christmas break and treating your body a little bit rough. So um, to have a hangover that devastating this early on in the piece, I was a bit disappointed in myself and um, I was in the doghouse with the missus too for a little, couple of days. So that was um, that was a bit how you're going. And then went and watched uh, the, the Conor McGregor fight on Sunday, man. And our boy... Uh, maybe you're a Conor McGregor fan like I am. Um, I was also a fan of the guy that he was fighting, but yeah, he he got smoked anyway. Is the is the uh, basically the moral of that story? And I say smoked. He did get knocked out, but it was a good back and forth fight. He did, he wasn't outclassed. Didn't just get starched in the first round or anything. He probably won the first round, um, but definitely got his leg chewed up by le- uh, low low calf leg kicks or uh, well, low kick low leg kicks also known as calf kicks if I can speak properly um in the second round and then got put out of position and just knocked it knocked the fuck out so that was um a bit rough for, for McGregor fans to watch but the dude that knocked him out is a is a cool dude like a staunch athlete the guy's been around for a while and McGregor knocked him out back in the day 2014 I think so it was kind of a bit of a uh, it was a rematch and a bit of a redemption for, for Dustin Poirier as well. But And also the co-main event was a Kiwi fellow, Dan Hooker, who fights out of Kings MMA, uh, uh, Kings Kick, sorry, not Kings, City Kickboxing uh, in uh, Auckland, who's, who fights with the champ, the middle, middleweight champ, Israel Adesanya. And he just got pieced up by a newcomer to the UFC, Michael Chandler, who's uh, an ex champ from over in, in Bellator, um, and really just got, yeah, he just got chewed up, beat up, knocked out which was disappointing to see because I'm a Dan Hooker fan. Um, so definitely things have shaken up. That's all happened in the lightweight division in, in the UFC. But I just wanted McGregor to win because it's so much more exciting to see what happens if he if he gets that win, especially if it's a spectacular showing because he probably would have got a rematch with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and it opens up a, a bunch of uh, exciting um, options for the future in the lightweight in the UFC. But at this stage, it doesn't look like that's going to happen now. I don't think Khabib's keen to come back and fight Dustin again, who he's already beaten. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But it was it was it was a bit heartbreaking to see old Connor come back and after he he cleaned up Cowboy Cerrone a year ago and then he's been out of action and all this anticipation waiting for him to get back in the octagon and fight again. He comes in and, and gets himself knocked out for the first time in his career too. So I hope he's got a bit more in the tank and I hope he can put a couple of wins together and do something cool with the with the end of his career and not not fizzle out and not be one of those guys that just is you know. 
in a sport he shouldn't be in anymore because he's got too much money. I hope he can find that that motivation to train correctly and get in there and and, and uh, finish his career off in style. Um, yeah, so that also happened, and then um, yeah, I don't know. Not a whole lot else has been going on lately. I've been struggling a little bit to to get back into the swing of things um, at work, which is not good because I've got so much on. Um, and I've been a little bit disappointed in, in my motivation and preparation um, levels at work. So I kind of need to need to get back on, on track because I was kind of, you know, on fire at the end of last year, just firing all cylinders and it feels good to crush it at work and, and nail all your goals and everything. And falling short a little bit at the moment, which has been kind of stressing me out, trying to find that that motivation to get back in the zone. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we can – sort that out over the next over the next week and, and really get back on fire um, and yeah start firing all cylinders again so I think I definitely need to get uh, and I guess back on pretty soon I haven't had one this year I haven't had one for a month or two now I guess or maybe six weeks or something like, like that so I think it's in order to get a guest back on there and really start the um, momentum for this year on the podcast rolling uh, again um, yeah, I've noticed I'm sort of keeping these episodes a bit shorter now, around the half hour, 45 minute, which seems to be nice and digestible and easy to get done uh, at the moment. Um, so we'll just see, it's probably a better time frame rather than an hour to an hour and a half. But I definitely know uh, a friend of mine who actually, whose house I was at on the weekend, which we've chatted recently about doing another podcast. He's, um, I think I've mentioned it on here, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the podcast here, that he's done up a, propo- a proposal and, and um, sent it through to um, Peter Carter, the mayor um, about getting um, a um, a fad set up or a couple of fads set up off offshore um, here at he- from offshore at Headland here and also a, an artificial reef and there's been a little bit of movement on that and I think there's some funding coming from like the Department of Fisheries and um, possibly coming to uh, up our, up our way in the near future as well so that's something that actually might be viable and doable and is. Dude's an engineer and he's very thorough, so he's done up this um this proposal with quite a lot of information and and um uh yeah it's it's definitely a very enticing and well done um, proposal. So hopefully it gets a bit of steam, a bit of traction behind it, and we can get some something cool like that set up off headland. I think the idea is to do one of them out deeper and one a bit closer in. So the guys, I think I think they were talking about one of the artificial reefs in a bit closer so that guys with smaller boats can get out there through the through the markers and stuff like that and not just guys with the bigger boats who can get out and, and, and enjoy that sort of stuff and it would be great for the for the locals in town but also to bring people from from the region here to come and do some some good fishing as well so i think we'll probably tee that up um robbie's actually been on the podcast before we we did one about hunting um you know late no sort of mid mid last year i think it was uh so i think i'll tee that one up and get him back on and and see how that's going as well. And I think it's also time to check back in with Jay Godfrey of, of impact media, uh, who I had on here late last year. Um, who's just absolutely killing it at the moment. He's a guy who used to work in Headland. He was FIFO out of here for a while as well. He's on the Gold Coast now, and he's uh, recently, as of last year, quit his full-time job working away, FIFO, and he's, he's following his passion to do photography and videography full-time. And, and by the looks of things on, on the socials, absolutely crushing it over there, doing a lot of work for, for clients. And um, his work and his passion is just uh, just incredible. So be great to get him back on as well and, and, and see where he's going. I think we said we'd check in after you know, sometime in the new year. He's got this studio up and running and um, I think I'd be really excited to, to get him back on via Zoom uh, and, and see what's going on with, with him as well. 
so yeah, there's a few things to get happening this first half of this year, but at the moment still just kind of trying to get the ball rolling uh, a little bit for myself. But yeah, it's early days in the, the year still uh, anyway, so no, not too much stress. Um, well, we've got school going back next week as well, which is something that I'm sure a lot of parents are, are looking forward to, which is a... I always find that funny because we love our kids so much. We love hanging out with them. We look forward to school holidays and uh, and then by the end of them, it's like quite a long period. So especially parents that don't work and have their kids home with them the whole time when they're not at, at school, it's just like, oh, let's get them back in school. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it for a couple of reasons. One, just because my boy was really thriving in school last year and I'm really excited to see how he goes again um, this year. He definitely needs to be enrolled in some sport this year. So... Um, we're going to either put him in Taekwondo or if they start up the gymnastics club again, if they can find a bit of um, real estate, we're going to we're going to put him in gymnastics, which I think it would be really good for him and he'd be great at it. Um, and I was speaking to Tracy, who used to run the um, treasury there the other day, and um, just saying that, yeah, they are looking for a new spot, a spot with air conditioning. So they're in talks, I think, with a couple of places. So hopefully they can get that figured out and get up and running again because I would like to put him in in gymnastics. And, and her son was there, this lady... Um, cruising around the pool little dude would have been about eight or nine or something just a little ripped staunch dude i was like man if that's what um gymnastics does for you let's get shady signed up and in there but um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how he goes this year and also my my little girl starts um on the on the five days a fortnight um this year as well so i'm super excited about that also for a couple of reasons one i think she just she's excited to go and she's um she's really involved in she loves getting involved in things um so i'm happy to see just how she goes with the whole school thing in the classroom and the new little, little uniform and i think she's just going to take to it like a duck to water um and also for the fact that she's just a little bit feral at the moment she's they go kids go through these stages man in the last two or three months she's just probably the last two months she's just kind of turned a bit feral on us um real little bitch stage going on and 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 disciplined sort of struggling with discipline and stuff at the moment so a bit of structure and a bit of um yeah a bit of discipline through the schooling system is not going to hurt her at the moment either it's been a bit hard for me because she's always been a real daddy's girl but she keeps turning on me lately and just telling me that she only she only likes girls so I'll do nothing wrong like I'll come home to take her to, to daycare in the mornings I haven't seen her since like the night before come home and she's just like angry at me when I walk in the door and won't talk to me and shit it's like oh man it hurt my hurting my heart <laughs> my, my little girl's like turning on me for no reason but she does come crawling back usually in the evening she wants to snuggle up to me and stuff so i'll take what i can get but definitely going through a bit of a weird stage at the moment i'll be happy to see this one um this one pass and hopefully she comes out like a bit of a butterfly at the other end of it out of her little bitch cocoon um <laughs> so yeah man there's that there's that going on an exciting year for us um i obviously spoke a fair bit about last year about the caravan we bought we did the last trip over Christmas with the camper trailer so I think I'm procrastinating selling it at the moment because I just I kind of love it but I know that we're finished with it so I think it's time to probably clean that out um, get all our gear out of it and um, put the put the camper trailer up for sale get rid of that and then put some of that money back into the, the caravan and start getting that set up for camping season I think the big one this year um, we'll do a couple of little ones we'll do Croydon and, and probably um, um, Cleverville and, and maybe Barn Hill, but I think the big one for us this year is going to be uh, Exmouth, somewhere on the Exmouth region, um, somewhere on the peninsula over 
July school holidays for the first weeks of July school holiday anyway. So um, haven't decided where we're going to go yet. It has to be somewhere with easy enough access because we'll be taking the caravan, not the camper trailer this time. So I'm thinking maybe Yardy Creek Homestead or do we just go to Exmouth Town itself or um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've got a little bit of research to do on that actually. Uh, and if you if you hear this, uh, get a hold of me if you've got any suggestions. I'd like to go somewhere that's not super far from the town so I can get there. You know, maybe we can go to the pub a couple of times and go in and do some shopping, food shopping, um, and but also somewhere I can um, definitely do a bit of diving and hopefully some 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 surfing surfing as well, but that I can get access to with the caravan. So if you have got any ideas and you know the area um, half half decent, hit me up um, either face to face or socials and let me know because that's going to be the trip for this year. Um, and again, I think I really just need to get over bitching about Bali. Uh, like one part of me says to myself get over it stop bitching about Bali I feel like I mentioned it nearly every time I talk to somebody how I just wish we could book a Bali holiday and I feel like I'm being a sook but then the other part of me is still like hey man fuck these people that um you know have, have taken away all of our all of our freedoms to travel and um I don't know is it I don't know uh, uh, do, do you feel like <laughs> this thing's never going to end or we're at the stage where we should like take a have a referendum to see if we were like um, should open up travelling sometime later this year so that we can get back to some sort of normalcy because I know there's a lot of bad shit going on but if we had some travel bubbles at least, places that we could go to and um, have some sort of more stringent testing on either side of it, like places like Bali are absolutely being destroyed by this. What about that? What about our brothers over there, brothers and sisters in Bali who are just absolutely wrecked by this whole thing because tourism was their entire uh, ec- like ec- economy? Um I've, you know, fair enough, we can't travel to Europe right now, unfortunately, because that's been absolutely smashed. Fair enough, we can't travel to America right now, but I'm sure there's some places we could open up in a bubble, like Japan and Singapore and hopefully Bali, even though maybe it's, I don't know, I don't know enough about it, and I'm pretty, you know, that's, yeah, I'm just a dude, mate, just a fucking average dude with an opinion, and maybe I shouldn't have an opinion on certain things sometimes, but I just want to be able to get back to some sort of normalcy in life, man, but I do feel like Half of me says, stop being a bitch and whinging about it. And the other half of me says, like, fuck, man, I thought we lived in a free society where we could we could move around freely and travel. And, you know, obviously it's having a, a large effect on people in other in other ways rather than just whether they get sick or not. But, yeah, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, well, I think that's about it for, for today. It was just a bit of a quick one. It's, it's the Tuesday afternoon of Australia Day. As I said, I've got some other shit to get done this afternoon. Um, yeah, I thought I'd definitely get one done, touch base with you all and, um, hopefully get a couple of guests on and get this thing moving uh, in the right direction pretty soon and get my, my own motivation and schedule and everything back on track. Cause I'm feeling a little bit like out in the wind at the moment. So I'm sure people understand that, that feeling for themselves as well. Um, uh, before, before I finish up and get out of here, there's something I want to do now that's sort of, um, <laughs> I've been humming and ahhing about it. It's kind of scaring the shit out of me a little bit, the, the concept of it, which is sort of why I think I should do it. Um, I feel like whenever something, the idea of something scares me or makes me feel super uncomfortable, um, that I should probably go forward, charge down that path and, and do it to put myself <laughs> out of my comfort zone and, put, you know, push my, yeah, make sure I'm not getting comfortable and that I'm, that I'm, that I am scaring myself because, you know, they say if you're not, if you're not scared, by your dreams or if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not uncomfortable, then, you know, you're not going in the right direction. If you're not growing, you're, you're dying. So 
Um, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. I think that's the saying. So I don't know. Here's something that I'm going to do that that's going to scare the shit out of me. But um, fuck it, man. Uh, that's what this podcast is all about, really. So uh, what I've done is I've written down. I've been listening to the David Goggins book lately. Um, you know, a lot of it I can take or leave, but there's some really great bits of of um, uh, wisdom in there, inspiration, and some good um, actual some actual hands-on practical. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. Things. That's a good word. Practical <laughs> things, activities um, that you can and that you can apply to your life. Um, that in the book, as well as some other stuff. Where I'm just like, dude, you need to chill the fuck out. But one of the things he does is pushed for in this book is to go down home and write down your fears and failures. And when I was doing this page of my fears, I thought, you know what? This isn't something I feel all day, every day when I'm walking around, but I do have moments where we think about where we our weaknesses and what scares us and and yeah, our fears, you know, and they pop up quite often. And I, thought, I started writing a bunch of them down and I thought, look at all that, mate. Look at all that shit that pops up in your head and makes you feel insecure and, and, and all those sorts of things. And um, I thought, wouldn't it be a good idea to, to say those out loud and maybe take some of the power away from them? Um, and then I thought, well, wouldn't it be a good idea to say those out loud on the podcast and just really put yourself forward? Because one of the goals I want to do this year is to try and break down the disconnection between me, my normal life, my work life, um, face-to-face interactions with people and the podcast because I feel like I'm limiting myself um, because I'm embarrassed or because I feel uncomfortable or insecure about certain things. So I, I feel a good way to break that down is to just really throw a bunch of shit out there um, and just, yeah, I guess just throw it out in the world and, and, and then um, deal with the consequences. So I'm going to just read off the list here, a page full of my fears that uh, I wrote down and I hope maybe some other people out there can take a bit of um, comfort out of the fact that, look, I'm pretty pretty confident outgoing sort of go-getter kind of guy but I'm scared shitless about certain things in my life as well um you know day to day so maybe that, that maybe that'll be helpful for somebody else I think it'll be helpful for me to just say it out loud and um I've got sweaty palms now because I'm kind of thing putting yourself out there in front of people like that can be quite um yeah nerve-wracking but I'm procrastinating so here we go I'm gonna read out my fears to to just to anybody who's fucking listening see what happens um Sometimes I feel like a yes man and I hesitate to speak my mind. I'm worried about how people are perceiving me and and I I grew up, I always had a lot of friends for some reason that ridiculed ridiculed me, especially when I was younger. Uh, I had close friends turn on me, friends that I was intensely connected to and really open with Um, and it made me very gun shy and less trusting and and less willing to open up to people um, at work, I'm always worried people won't take me serious or that they'll think I'm an idiot if I speak what's actually on my mind. Um, and I don't know how to be Dave the the dude, the normal guy, Dave the friend, Dave the podcaster and Dave the supervisor all at the same time, sometimes without colleagues and family and people I know um, judging me. Um, I feel like I'm holding back what I say and what I post and how I promote the podcast because of that fear of the way people perceive me in the two you know maybe separate roles in my life Uh, I'm terrified of being average even though it's the average man podcast Uh, I'm terrified of being average or being being wrong Um, terrified of failing to get my family and I out of the matrix that I always talk about you know the rat race and failing to show my kids that they can live outside of the box that society wants to put them in 
um, terrified of living a life that is not out of the ordinary. ordinary. That terrifies me, um, and I feel the, the clock ticking on my dreams. Uh, I feel my focus is scattered and diluted, and my motivation is very sporadic at times, and I feel my window is slipping away from me, and I feel that I'm lazy and full of shit. That's, that's what I fear. Um, that was what I got to. That's what I wrote down, and I looked back at the page. I thought, wow, that's a fucking whole lot of shit right there. Um, and again, thought I'd just throw a lot of that out there in the world. And um, that's not how I walk around feeling all the time, but definitely a lot of that shit pops up all the time, man. And I've got it out there now. I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna post this thing this afternoon, and people are gonna listen to that and hear it. And and it is what it is. So I hope, but people understand that everybody feels those kind of insecure thoughts about themselves at times. Everybody feels that they're not good enough. Everybody feels terrified about a lot of things in their life. But I think you just keep going and keep trying to do a little bit better each day and. Be hard enough on yourself that you do better next time around, but not hard enough on yourself that you cripple yourself with, with you know, your own opinion of, of where you're at in life. So that's my opinion on on that whole uh, that whole little scenario there. Anyway, I'm going to go out on that note. I've got nothing more to say really after that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Average Man podcast, episode number 90 on Australia Day. Traveller, over and out. Peace out.